Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dancing Bear Enlightenment Academy podcast. And today we have a very special coach guest for you, Melissa Fairchild. Uh, Today she's going to talk to us about the power of aligning your life with your priorities. For more than 30 years, she has helped thousands who have struggled with overwhelm and chaos to create lives they believed were unattainable. After working with Veterans Administration for 27 years, Melissa retired to commit fully to her coaching practice. Today, she is a high-performing leadership coach who works with high achievers. Welcome, Melissa. Hi, Beverly. How are you today? Great. I hope you're doing great as well. So you have an interesting background uh, with hearing and your childhood. So tell us about your personal journey and how you got started in your profession and why is this your passion? Well, let me start by saying I was born with a moderately severe hearing deficit. This was a, this is a genetic issue that goes on through my family. And Although everybody knew I had a hearing deficit, I didn't actually get my first pair of hearing aids until I was 18. Mm. So this meant I had to learn how to listen and to hear and to communicate with missing about 30% of conversation. And even with hearing aids, what people don't understand is that hearing aids do not correct hearing like glasses do. Mm. They only amplify sounds. So I learned early on how to pay attention to what was being said, what was not being said, watching facial expressions. When I get that, what the hell are you talking about? Look, (laughs) I know I didn't respond to what you just said. (laughs) And so, um, you know, so really being able to pay attention to things that I didn't even realize were as important as they are because now they teach this all the time this is you know part of your training and i'm like okay i can't tell you that what they are but i can tell you i'm affected by it and i see it and so there's that piece of it that was really preparing me all along how to be someone who could listen to and really pull out what what needed to be addressed and what you needed to say and and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. And then the other piece of that that kind of amplified this whole skill of paying attention mm-hmm. was the fact that I was physically, emotionally, and sexually abused for 17 years of my life. So, you know, part of, you know, so often you when I grew up, the big message was don't talk to strangers. Well, strangers were the least of my problems <laughs> at this stage in my life. And so I had to really learn how to pay attention to the moods that were going on and what people were saying and what they were expecting versus what they were saying mm-hmm. and really trying to find a way to be safe growing up. So, you know, I learned to cope in a lot of different ways. By the age of 13, I'm running a whole household. So I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm watching my four younger siblings. I'm my mother's therapist, her her masseuse, her hairstylist. And needless to say, I was definitely overwhelmed um, by 13. Yeah. 
And so, you know, taking all of these ways that you cope into the future with you, you learn this stuff doesn't work very well. It helped you to find a way to cope and to be as safe as you could under an unsafe situation. But it doesn't help you to live effectively and not repeat all of those patterns when you get out of that. And so, you know, so I'm starting off with trauma, with PTSD at 17, having to go through my own process of healing and what that was like and all of the challenges. You, you think it's a, it's a no big deal to say, um, well, you just change your behaviors. Well, your behaviors are there for a reason and they get triggered for a reason. Um, I remember, I just thought of this now, I remembered when I was in college and it was a simple thing. My friend said, you know, I always notice when we go to pick out a VHS that you never pick out a movie. Now, that sounds like no big deal except all my fear came rushing up right immediately because now that meant putting myself out there and what if they don't like it and what if this and what if that and all of this and, he, and we just made the agreement that the next time we went I would pick out a movie and it was one of those beautiful experiences because here I am scared to death but um, I pick out a movie and I get the perfect response Gee, Melissa, I really like that movie, but I'm not really in the mood for it today. We'll have to watch it another time. In story. Everything was over. But before that, all that anxiety was real and it was tight and it was everything else. Anyway, I share this because that's what it's like making these changes. It seems so small and so simple, but that internal reaction is very, very different. Mm -hmm. So my whole life, I've been working on the healing process and everything I've learned, I bring to, I bring to the forefront with me. When I'm working with you, um, I'm sharing everything that I have found to be helpful, everything I have found me to move forward. So you don't have to, to spend 35 years going, doing the healing process. I can help you go through that more genuinely. And I really get it. I really am able to help you put into words and feel safe saying the things that you need to say that you so often have never said before. So um, that's quite a story. <laughs> um, I, I have noticed that uh, in interviewing um, people who help others that they all have a story, but you have that added handicap of difficulty hearing um, and it's, you know, if you hadn't told me, I wouldn't have known because I've talked with you and uh, you seem to understand me very clearly in the past. So I wouldn't have even known. So you've done a pretty good job of figuring out what we're saying and, and responding. So good for you, because I know, you know, if people are blind. You can tell they're blind. You know, when people can't hear, you can't see it. It's like an invisible handicap. Um, so good for you. Yeah, that's it's a challenging one because without it, um, your world is not the same. <laughs> you need all five senses. And that's a really good point because, you know, I tell people I live in my own world. I mean, it generally is my own world. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so uh, uh, the people who come to you for help, what, what is the primary struggle that you see among them? Well, the biggest thing I'm hearing from people is that they don't have time 
or they don't have money and energy to really engage in their lives. Mm. So they're missing their date nights. They're not attending their kids' events. Mm. They're coming to the end of the month and being short of funds because they've either um, wasted money, you know, it's just five or $10 here, but it adds up very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're really just not, um, they're trying to balance their life and their work. And they're doing this work-life balance thing. But the truth of the matter is, is work-life balance is like going on a diet, when you go on a diet, you make all these restrictive changes for this temporary time to get to the specific goal. And what happens once you get your goal? You go right back to all the habits you did before. You put on the weight that you lost and more weight a lot of times because now the body wants to make up for what it lost. And so when you approach trying to figure out how to integrate your work and your life from that perspective, you make all of these changes, you make that goal, but now you've got to make up for all of the stuff you put out of the way to come back. So you just find yourself yo-yoing back and forth and you're never really finding that, that internal place where you feel comfortable and able to navigate life more smoothly. Mm -hmm. Um, That leads to a lot of guilt because you're not available. It also lends to a lot of times of what what I've recently heard retail therapy or guilt spending because you're trying to make up for, you know, this lack at home. And really what I'm finding, the biggest thing that they're missing is a solid foundation. When you have that solid foundation, everything begins to smooth out. And that solid foundation is is where your priorities come in. And without that, without aligning those priorities with your life, you're just going to yo-yo back and forth. It's just not going to ever smooth out otherwise. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Um, so do you have a, a secret program or, or technique that you use to help solve that problem? Well, what I do is I do have a program that I call um, prioritizing your priorities. And in this program, the first thing that we do is we clarify what are your priorities, you know, because so many people think they know what their priority are. I love to hear somebody say, my priorities are my relationship, my job, and my family. Okay, so when's the last time you had a date with your wife? When's the last time you just hung out with your children? When's, you know, where's your money going? I promise you, if you show me your calendar and your money, I can tell you what your priorities are. Mm-hmm. And if they're not... Um, if they're not being stated as time with your family or things like that, your priorities are, you, you have a stated priority and then you have other priorities, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I find that's true with people as well. Um, so having these priorities must have impacted you as well. How has that uh, uh, impacted your life, just knowing your priorities? Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I didn't really think of it that way Um, when I was younger. But um, 
But yeah, when I look back and I look at, you know, really getting clear about being true to myself, then your priorities fit right in there. And if your priority, then you're not being, if you're, if you're not being true to yourself, you're not being true to your priorities. It's just not going to show up. And when I think back on this, I think about um, events that happened when I was on track, but I didn't know it and how powerful those moments were. Um, the first one that always comes to mind is when I was in high school. So I was 17, a junior in high school, and I'd moved in with an aunt and she sat me down and she said, I really want you to get out of all of the um, honors classes because I want you to start taking classes to be a secretary. That way you'll always have a job. Oh. She meant really well. I understood where she was coming from. Mm. And I meant absolutely no offense when I said being a secretary isn't for me. I just <laughs> knew it wasn't for me. I would have been the world's worst secretary. Please trust yeah. me on that one. Yeah. So it wasn't an, it wasn't a comment about the job. It was a knowing that this isn't this isn't the road I'm supposed to be on. Didn't know what road, but I knew that wasn't the road. And so when I told her, um, this isn't for me, caused some 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 heart feelings unintentionally, but I stayed true to myself. And things changed not long after that. I ended up living with a different aunt, moving into a different school district, and everything lined up in ways I could have never imagined. You know, I garnered the right attention from teachers and my high school counselor so that um, they went to bat for me. And not only did I get accepted into a school, but I had all of the finances to go to school, which was the biggest issue. Why, why I was being encouraged to go a different way is we had no idea how I was ever going to pay for college. But I didn't just go to college. I ended up going to a private school and it's fully paid, except for, you know, I had to work through school and stuff like that. But it's Basically, I left school with no debt, which is unimaginable to a kid who has no money to go to school. And from there, things just kept lining up. When I was on track, things went smoothly and I was very clearly became a therapist, something I did not plan on doing. I thought I was going to be a doctor and that wasn't my path. I even tried it a second time later, did really good in the, in the pre-med classes and it still wasn't my path. So when you're on your right path, when you are true to yourself, you're your purpose gets revealed to you, whether you realize it or not. Yeah, oh, that's very true. Very good. Well, it, it's glad they're lucky for you that you recognize that at, at an early age. A lot of people don't figure that out until they're about middle age. <laughs> so that's pretty good. <laughs> I was kind of, I was one of those that every time I kept hitting walls, you know, I kept hitting one wall after the other. And, um, when you start hitting enough walls, you just have to step back and see what is working. And, and once, and then you follow it, you know, you just, either that, or you keep hitting your head on the wall. It's up to you. <laughs> so um, I think I was so well guided and protected uh -huh. that I didn't really have a lot of room to, to, to get off track too much. <laughs> so what can people expect when they work with you? I'm sorry, say that again. 
What can people expect when they work with you? Well, you know, like I said, the first thing we're going to do is we're really going to get clear on what are your priorities? What, what, so there's, there's this first thing I want to do is I want to dig into what do you like? What do you not like? What works? What doesn't work? What do you stand for? All of these kinds of questions, because all of that begins to reveal what are your real priorities? And where do you feel abundant and where do you not feel abundant? Because that makes a big difference. If you feel abundant in your health and in your wealth and in your, your relationship, but you feel um, not so wealthy in your time, then we want to make sure that we're really focusing on that aspect of a priority because otherwise your time is not going to support you. Mm -hmm. The more aligned your life and your priorities are, the more your time, your money, and your energy powerfully support you. Because now you're not wasting your time, your money, and your energy and all these other things that other people want um, to utilize for you. This always makes me think of the lesson that I had when I was in college in my um, philosophy class. The professor came in one day, had a jar, you know, about yay big, and had these rocks. And so he fills the jar up with rocks. Yeah, we've, we've all heard it, but it was brand new to me. And, you know, goes all the way through it until you add the water to it. And finally, we could all agree the jar was full. And the lesson was very, very simple. You don't put the rocks are your priority. If you don't put your priorities ahead, everybody else's needs, wants, and priorities are going to replace yours. Yeah. So you have to be really clear about that and you have to be really true to them. So, what that really means is once you get clear about what your priorities are, then you have to come back and weigh every choice that comes before you against it. And if, it, if they don't align, if they don't support your priority, then 95% of them you get to say no to right off the bat. You don't have to think about it. There's always a few there that you'll play with. But if they don't support you, then you don't have to put your time, your money, or your energy into it. It doesn't matter how much somebody else says this is important. You have to live your life. So are you going to honor the life you have by filling it with the things that you say are most important? You know, another, another example I like to use is when I was working with my veterans who were dealing with addiction, one of the examples I love to give them was if you were offered a job today for $100,000, would this be a good thing for you? And immediately they all want to say, yes, yes, absolutely. I'm like, well, let's look at it a little closer. This job is stressful. It's going to take you out of the state. It's going to, you know, you're divorced or all your kids are here. So you're not going to have interaction with them. You're going to lose all of your support system. Um, you're going to have more money in your pocket. And we know that's a trigger. So the question is, is this job a good choice for you now? It's not that you're incapable of doing it, but if it's going to add so much stress to your life, mm -hmm. then it's actually going to work against your recovery for what you're saying is one of your priorities right now mm -hmm. and a very necessary priority because we know where it takes you if you go down that road. Yeah. 
that made them stop and think about how all the little choices we make actually do make a difference. Mm -hmm. You know, that $5 gift may be an okay if you've got it budgeted and it's within your budget, but if it's not in your budget, those little $5 gifts add up really, really fast and you end up tossing them all away and you don't have the money when an emergency comes up or you don't have the money when a opportunity approaches, you know, maybe they're the class you're really needing or a vacation that show that that's reduced. You don't have the discretionary funds to, um, to accommodate that because you're already living on debt. So when we're honoring ourselves, our time, our money, and our energy really align together to support us. So we have the resources we need when we need them. And we're not you know, sitting, feeling exhausted. You know, one of the things I see happen, and I went through this for a short while. When I was working for the VA, I went through a period where I was helping them fill in for a leadership position that they had lost. Well, that meant I worked before work. I took work home on the evenings and in the weekend. And quite frankly, I was stressed out and tired and exhausted all the time because I wasn't doing anything to take care of myself. And when I um, sat down, all I wanted to do was sleep because I wasn't sleeping well anyway um, because of all the stress. And then with all the stress, you just get more tired. So we run ourselves down for other people and then they don't even appreciate it. You know, the job didn't pay me more. They didn't promote me. They didn't give me any kind of recognition. In fact, I got all of the headache <laughs> without any of the benefits from that. And that's pretty much the way it works, you know, across the board, because when we're not honoring and respecting ourselves, we're setting the example of how others honor and respect us. So it starts with really being clear about, if your family's your priority, how is this new job promotion going to affect that? Hmm. You know, if your spouse is really your priority, when's the last time you sent her flowers or him a gift or whatever, um, just because you were thinking about them, you know? Yeah, those are very good points. Uh, being able to stay focused and analyze all the priorities and where does this fit in? Do I really want to do this? Very, very important. So can you talk about what you mean by priorities and how these are important for developing the life you enjoy? Absolutely. When most people think about priorities, they're talking about that list of to do, this comes first, that has to be done. That's not what I'm talking about at all. What I'm really talking about are those things that matter the most to you. You know, your family, your spouse, your career, your physical health, your mental health, your spirituality, maybe a hobby. Those are just some of the many priorities you could have. Um, so when you get clear about what those are, now you're looking at how do they fit into your life? What do they look like? You know, what are you investing in them? Um, you can tell when you walk into my my home, I love books. That's just a major thing. And you can tell what I like to read because most of them are spiritual books. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of other types of books, but that's the big portion of it. So there's no doubt about where my time, my money and my energy are going to. 
But if you're telling me that spirituality is one of your priorities, but you haven't done any kind of meditation or reading or spiritual events or, or some way that you're putting your time and your energy into this, you want it to be a priority, but it's really not a priority. But otherwise, you would find a way to express that in your life. And in doing so, you would also reap the benefits of, of that priority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. So this is all part of your program. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. Um, in my pro- program, like I said, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to clarify your priorities because that's the foundation of everything that follows. And until you're clear about that, you can't align your life with that. So you can't then learn how to um, utilize your priorities to safeguard the things that are important to you. So the next thing, once you get your priorities really clear, we're going to look at streamlining your decision-making process because as you bring every decision and you learn to make that a habit, does this support me? Does this take me to where I want to be? So it becomes an automatic process. So you're not just wasting your time, money, and energy. You're really going to streamline that. Like we said, you can get, you can start eliminating 95% of choices that really don't support you in any way. We're also going to teach you how to take control of your calendar and your budget, because now when, if, because you want your money and your energy and your time all to support you so that you know, it's just really amazing when, when everything lines up, it's almost like sometimes it's preparing you for the situation that's coming on because the money is there. And I think of that when like I retired from the VA, I did not, I didn't plan this out. I retired earlier than I even, I've got what you really call a deferred retirement, which means I get my, my retirement payment down the road, not right now. But I came into work one day and by 7.30 in the morning, I'm in tears. And and that's just not the way you want to spend your work life. Mm -hmm. And it had been building for a while and I'd been wanting to leave. But I'm like, well, gee, I've still got, you know, four and a half more years before I can walk away. When I came in and I'm in tears at 7.30 in the morning, I, I, I did something I'd never done before. I just kind of stopped and I said a clear prayer and I got a clear answer, which really kind of shocked me. I mean, I'm used to, to talking and waiting for an answer, but I got a clear answer and it was time to go, time to quit. Yeah. And because I had been living my life in alignment um, my financial goal, I had plenty of money in the savings account that I had no excuse not to, to have to stay. And that was a Wednesday, Friday was my last day. And so it was because I was in alignment, all that money was waiting there for when it was time to go. Yeah. I was ready to move and to act. Very good. And so, and so when we, again, when we are true to ourselves, when we are really honoring what we say are our priorities, everything lines up powerfully to really support you down the road so that 
you are able to do those things that you say matter the most to you. And as I can, I'm only imagining you can see how if you're eliminating all these extraneous um, decisions, you're not stretching yourself and overextending yourself in a hundred different ways. And you're not worrying about money at the end of the month, just how your stress reduces so much right then and there, just, yeah. just through those decisions. But as you're going deeper and you're getting clear about what your weaknesses are and your strengths are, and you're, um, you're getting clear about that and you're making time to take care of you. That's another piece. That's the first thing that goes when we feel stressed and overwhelmed is we quit taking care of us. Yeah. Quick meals, don't get enough sleep, not doing things that you enjoy, skipping. You know, we already said you skip your, your date nights and your time with your kid and you're just not taking care of you in any fashion. So that's another piece. We're going to really make sure that you're making that a part of your life. It's not you know, something you squeeze in, it's something you schedule in. Because if you're not your number one priority, who's going to take care of you? Well, who's going to make it their number one priority? <laughs> exactly. You know, I always like to talk about comparing our self-care to having a bank account. Mm. When you think about a bank account, if you withdraw more than you um, deposit, what happens? Well, you run out of money. <laughs> yeah, you get over, you get overdrawn, right? And that comes with all kinds of headaches. Mm. Well, everything we do for ourselves is a deposit. Everything we do otherwise is a withdrawal. And when you're withdrawing more than you're depositing, you get sick, you get unhealthy, you get depressed, you screw up your relationship. Eventually, it starts affecting your job, you know, it just starts affecting all of your life. And before you know it, you're everything you didn't want, you have sitting on your plate right now. Yeah. So it's really important to take care of ourselves. So that's, that's another piece of this. And then the other piece I like to really focus on because this works both in your profession and at home. And that's really deepening your ability to effectively deal with conflict and communicate um, effectively with the people you care about and you love. You know, what I'm seeing, and I just read this today, it, it shocked me that somebody actually supported me on this is that I don't, I believe the companies that are going to thrive in the future are the companies that really know how to connect with their families, with their employees, with their peers, and with their customers. And if you can't do that, they're going to go find someplace else to go. Yep. Because that connection, if, if, if all this craziness for the last two years didn't reveal but one thing is how important our connections are to each other. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you've been overly focused on trying to meet the demands of your job and neglecting yourself and your family, th that communication is off. Yeah. And so one of the things I really want to do is make sure we, we strengthen that, that that becomes a real strong, um, everybody's 
I don't know. I, I always feel like I can improve on my communication skills. There's always room for it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not saying you have poor communication skills. It's saying that we can upgrade that even more and make it stronger. And so you are feeling that connection with the people um, you love. Mm-hmm. That's very um, true. So, and then the top of it is that, that I'm going to walk you through this. Um, hold your hand every step of the way, really providing you with the support that you need. Um, because I don't want, you know, I see so many times you read a book and then you move on. No, I don't want this to be one of that. I want to really help you get it in place, hold you through it as the challenges come up of how do you really apply it to that situation? I want to be there to help you walk through that, figure that out, learn the process so that down the road, you're going to go, oh yeah, that's right. Melissa would have said this. Melissa would have done that. And you start applying it in a way that you, you are able to sustain your balance, your integrated life of, of being able to work together. Um, How do you do that support? Again? How do you do that support? Um, I do, right now, I do primarily individual sessions. So we meet together each week. Uh Um, The first first couple of weeks are going to be really getting clear about what your priorities are, going through um, some assignments. So I have a set of questionnaires that I have you fill out. I have another questionnaire online that um, is through um, Christian Mickelson, where it's a real quick click and point to get clear on where do you feel abundant and where do you feel not so abundant. Mm -hmm. And I have you track for two weeks how you're spending your time and your money. So you can see for yourself my money's going here, my energy's going here, but I'm not getting where I want to be. And then we're going to spend the rest of the week applying and learning these different skills and aligning things up so that it really is a lifestyle change and not a diet. Good. Yeah, Making lifestyle changes, uh, I'm finding it's very, very difficult for people. And they really do need some kind of support to help them through the, the down parts and the challenging parts and someone to just talk to. Absolutely. So that's really awesome. So how can people learn uh, about you and, and get more information about you? Well, they can um, find me on my website or they can find me on my LinkedIn. Uh-huh. And on my LinkedIn, I'm under Melissa Fairchild. Um, LCSW. Okay. And on my website, it's melissafairchild.coachesconsole.com. And that would be the best way to learn more. Cool. And then I understand you have a free gift for people. What uh, Can you tell us about that? I do. I have a special report. It's called The Extraordinary Leader. This gift is valued at um, $397. Oh, wow. Um, Because it really walks you through my process. It walks you through everything that you would do with me, but without the support. Mm. Um, So you get really clear on your, on your priorities. You 
you begin to learn how to set up the foundation and and move forward. Now, some people can just go through it and it works for them just fine and that's all they need and that's great. But I find most people need support and they need, they need somebody to guide them through and to help them take one little baby step after the other. So they're building on it and getting stronger and feeling, um, you know, feeling the confidence to be able to carry this out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really great. So um, I'm going to help everybody, uh, since this is both video, if you're on YouTube, the link will be down below. All these links will be down below. But for those of you that are just listening, I'm going to say this link. Uh, it's kind of a long one. So it's melissafairchild.coachesconsole.com. So that's the same as her website, but now you're going to add a forward slash and you're going to put the following time dash for dash the dash things dash that dash matter dash most dot html so it's melissafairchild.coachesconsole.com time for the things that matter most dot html with a little dash between each of the words and a slash between the dot com and time um, wow, Melissa, this has been great hearing your story, what challenges you've had, and how much you're trying to help people. That's really wonderful. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed talking with you. Okay, and remember to get a hold of Melissa if, uh, if you need help getting uh, your finances or your family or your priorities or any of those things in order. She'll be a great coach for you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.